This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. What does that mean? Osiris is a community of great music and culture podcasts. If you like this one, go check out others at osirispod.com and get in the loop. Osiris is partnered with Relics Magazine at relics.com. I'm Donnie B. Welcome to the second episode of Female Centrics. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us last week and for all your support. Uh, we had over 1,200 downloads for our very first episode, and we have some really amazing people that we're going to be line, lined up in the future to um, interview um, part of our community, both male and female. I'm looking forward to really getting into this and really getting to know a lot of you. Um, I uh, wanted to tell you a little bit about how I got into this podcast. And, uh, you know, I guess the big part of it is, is that I love fish. And I've been part of this community since 1994. I grew up with it. Um, it's it's my heart and soul. Um, uh, last year, I was starting to put together a book called Things Are True That I Forget. And I was collecting fish tour stories. So I don't know if any of you have gotten, I was actually, I folded up a bunch of notes the way we used to back in the 90s. Um, and I passed out a bunch of notes at the Baker's Dozen um, requesting your crazy fish tour stories. Um, and I received quite a lot. I look forward to in the future integrating those stories into this podcast because this is where this is kind of morphed into. Um, I reached out to uh, Tom Marshall about creating a episode of Under the Scales that really spoke and discussed the female fan base and support that's happening in the fish scene. And I was including uh, Bethany Barker, um, as I did from the last episode, and Sophia Callisto, who I'll be interviewing soon as well. He happened to be starting a new podcast network called Osiris. And he encouraged me to start the first female-hosted fish podcast. And my husband said, I don't shut up about fish anyway, so we, we went for it. There we are. And so here we are. So, um, I, you know, just I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of this Osiris family. I've really been listening to this 25 different uh, podcasts within this uh, network. And um, both Tom and RJB, who is RJ, is the host of... Uh, the Helping Friendly podcast, which I was, uh, I think it was on Beyond the Pond. They called him the uh, the podcast godfather of sorts because uh, he was one of the original, you know, or if not the original fish podcaster. Um, and so there's 25 of us, I believe, in this in this podcast community. And um, one, two, so I'm listening to two of them right now. And one in particular I tweeted about this week was the Beyond the Pond which I think is just such an, an amazing concept. And, you know, as fish fans, we tend to get stuck in listening to fish, which is, of course, it's our love. It's what we do. But what I like what these guys do is that they'll pick a jam or they'll pick, they ended up picking the um, Atlantic City, the wingsuit, um, second set there, and then pulling other types of musicians or music out of these jams to introduce us to. Um, and, 
as I had mentioned before, I had tweeted this week about um, the, they were talking about the actual Halloween show. And so, you know, we all walked into it with such anticipation. Um, what are they going to play? What album is it? And we come to find out it's going to be a brand new album of music we've never heard before. And so the first, um, the first set was, you know, a lot of anticipation. The second set was the actual release of, you know, Fuego or Wingsuit, however way you want to put it. And, you know, everybody's really listening and some people were bummed out and, you know, but really just sitting there and, and for me, I really appreciate it. I knew what I was experiencing. I'd been there for quite a few um, debut shows before. I was at the 95 Lowell Memorial show where they debuted Free and Spock's Brain and, uh, forgive me, I want to say Character Zero. There was quite a few that night um, that I was there for. Um, and so really, you know, feeling that out, experiencing it and being there with the boys. And then the third set started. And I loved the way the boys from Beyond the Pond uh, described it because it was like the wedding reception um, you know, we were all tense and excited and then the ghost dropped into Creeny and forget it. The place just melted. Um, but anyways, great episode from Beyond the Pond. The one I'm listening to right now is No Simple Roads and you guys from No Simple Roads, I, I want to hang out with you. We need to hang out because, <laughs> uh, your description of Umphreys and the Crystal Ballroom is just, is hilarious. And I think we'd have a really good time together, but I've been at the Crystal Ballroom before. So I know the bouncing floor and the, you guys stand sitting on the thrones and your just whole experience. I just, you know, I feel like I've hung out with you before. Um, so those are just a couple ones that I've been listening to as well as, uh, strangers stopping strangers, which feel like is my, uh, sister grateful dead, a podcast with uh, Stacy there. And Stacey, I look forward to meeting you as well. So um, anyway, so I just wanted to give a quick little introduction about myself and, and where we're at. And uh, yeah. So this week we are, I'm very lucky to have uh, my dear, dear friend, Mary, with us. And she came all the way out about two and a half hours to uh, be with us today. And she will definitely be one of the rotating co-hosts and the reason why I have my dear Mary here today is because she is the one, the one and only who got me into fish. Or maybe her really cute big brother. Welcome, Mary. Hi there, everybody. Hi, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. We've discussed this many, many times, and I know I get all like gooey on you at shows and stuff. But thank you so much. But really when it comes down to it too, like we said, it was, I think it's your big brother. I, I want to, you know, I've read so many things about the big brother who got you into fish or got somebody into fish. I, I think it's like a classic thing or that, or like summer camps. There's like another one, the classic got you into fish back in the nineties anyway, you know? I am definitely lucky that I had a really great older brother. I mean, it was the t- typical brother, sister thing. Um, but as we became a little older he introduced me to things because he had already been around it and i can thank him for bringing fish into my life and thank you andrew lodge I'll and never jimmy forget Pond, it. of course yep. jimmy was so cool too yeah great big brothers <laughs> so i mean yes you were the one who introduced me but how do you remember your first moment your first fish moment oh yeah so my brother was in college and he what year went, was this he went to college in 91 but I remembered learning about fish. The song that really like set in for me was Bathtub Gin. 
and we were listening to it on the Lawn Boy tape. And I was like, this is something I have never heard before. Like, what is this stuff? And I fell in love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was really great, of course, having an older brother because he knew about these things. He introduced me to it. And, you know, having a mom who was very protective, she would not normally have let me have gone out and gone to a show or anything like that. But because I had an older brother... It was all he okay. He was protecting you. That's right. Of course. That's right. What was your first show? My first show was, was a New Year's show, 1993. I was a senior in high school, and I went with my older brother and just like kids I grew up with, my core best friends, Jimmy, as you know, yeah. Beth. And, Beth was with you too, okay. Beth uh-huh. and, she, and Dave. Dave. Beth and Dave. Da- okay, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Tall dude. Well, I don't want to say full names. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's okay in a podcast. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yes, yes. Beth and Dave, they were uh-huh. together in high school. Oh, as you yes, know. yes, yes. Of course, of course, yes, yes. Chris gotcha. Cabral was at it. Of course, Chris. Chris <laughs> at that show. All right. <laughs> I think we already said Jimmy's last name I know, anyway. So it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what the rules are, but anyway. uh, we make our own rules here. Oh. You know, female centrics. We no, make. It our was rules. all my really good friends that I had grown up with, and. It was just... So you saw... It was the clamshell one, right? Absolutely. That's the one. My buddy Kurt was there, too, and I remember him showing me about it. It was... And I'd heard it before him because this was... So this was in Jimmy's basement. Yep. Oh. And... The teeny, basement years. Yes. <laughs> the teeny little tape player. Mm-hmm. And them pushing play, and Fee came on, and I was like, oh, I need to be part of this. Tape players. Yes. I need to be part of this. And your brother told me that he was going to name his firstborn child Fee. <laughs> It is Stella, correct? It is yes. Stella. It is Stella. <laughs> it, 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 it did end, yeah. not end up being me, Maybe but. his wife had something to say about that. <laughs> she could have. Could have. Yes. So we, yeah, so we were in the basement there and listening to it. And I just remember having this feeling that I, I think I was searching for something. I was searching for an identity. I was searching for something different. And I just knew it and felt that this was it. That I was getting in at something like ground at ground level, you know? And then, so that must have been, well, it would have been the summer before when I was going into college. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. That summer of 93. And um, and then you had gone to your first show, so I didn't go until that following summer. Summer. Now- 94 in Mansfield. Yes, yes, yes. Now, were you there for the first night with the Game Hinge? For the Game Hinge show. Yeah, I was not there for that night. You were there the second night. I was, I was. And I'm actually, it's interesting because so- for a long time, I was like, oh, I missed out on the Game Head show. But it was actually a, a gentleman at the Worcester 12 shows, and he was a mute. He didn't speak. So he was writing this to me at a, on a pad of paper. We, had, we were discussing this, and I was talking about how I had this, like, you know, oh, I wish I had missed out. He's like, you know what? He's like, no, th- you'd have nothing to chase. A, B, you probably would have n- no idea what was going on. I barely knew what was going on the first one. I knew like a handful, you know, those those songs or whatever. But I remember Susie, because Susie Greenberg wasn't on a tape then. So I didn't know what that was. That was one of my first songs. Right. And that was part of the whole tape culture, though. Mm-hmm. You know, and you were like just getting tapes and hearing things that otherwise you wouldn't have known about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then we just, then we, then I went to your college because you were at Amherst. I was thinking about that time today, um, just thinking about some of the shows that we, again, that we've been to mm-hmm. and then shows that we've 
been there but not together. Mm -hmm. And I definitely remember that show and you coming with some friends and staying with me in the dorm. (laughs) Yeah, there was a bunch of us in the dorm too, right? Well, it was just, it was funny because I just remember my roommate not necessarily being a fan. Uh, And that whole weekend, I mean, those whole couple of days, the different groups of people that were coming through that she was just kind of like, like, who are all these people, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely did that to uh, family in Chicago in 96 tour. (laughs) What are you going to do? But that's what it's all about, too. Mm -hmm. The building of community. You know, I love, like, even in the fall when um, Fish was coming to UMass in 2010, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you came with your friends and how it just kind of worked out perfectly. You have a really big living room. We do. That open floor plan makes it very nice. Works out well. Plenty of hippies to lay out. Yes, Yes, we have a lot of accommodation plans that can work. (laughs) It does. It does. And and grandparents nearby? Your children Um, were not not around that weekend. So I guess the beauty of living in the Northeast is that we um, have family in opposite directions from where we live, which includes New York and southeastern Massachusetts, Mm -hmm, which... mm -hmm. So anytime there are shows in Rhode Island or even Jones Beach, Watkins Glen, we have family. You can drop off can, on the way. Yep. There's always a grandparent yeah. in it, that radius. So that works out well. It works out really well. Awesome. Definitely. Well, I, at uh, this point, would also like to introduce uh, the one and only Jillian. Hi. Hi, Jillian. Jillian. Jillian was with us for the last, uh, for our pilot episode. And you brought me back. And I brought you back. I brought you back. I did. The true blood. I did. I didn't get to quite properly introduce you last um, episode due to practicing and, and whatnot. Yeah, I don't need any introduction. Well, here, but here we are. Here we are. The one and only. Thank you for giving me a proper son. Yay. So Jillian, I will go back a little bit. And Jillian, I've known since she was, oh God. A baby. Yeah. Were you 15? I was really young. Oh, really? 15 yeah. years old. 15. So, so wait, how old? It wasn't my fault, though. Well, no, was it wasn't your fault. Note. It wasn't. <laughs> You're bad influence today, but back then, you were just somebody super cool that I want to hang out with. Well, I had the apartment, you know? Yeah, the everybody, apartment. Everybody was living on my floor. So that was 95? Six. No, well, my guest texted Seven. me my first show was in 96, but I didn't really get to see much or do much. I just... Got to see some things, but like we left early. I don't. And you were a super. You were like eighth or ninth. I was grade. fourteen. I had nothing to do with that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. You, I, you, I was fourteen. How old were you? I was fourteen in ninety six. It was the New Year's right. Eve show, right? I'm an old soul. I don't yes. know. Hold on. I'm just trying to do some math. I was. What's born funny in is 80. I used to teach. She's a little math. older than me. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, yeah I'm thirty. I'm thirty five. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I guess so technically, have I really a picture feel- graph. <laughs> I think that really, I feel like my first show was Worcester 97. The first night um, I got to do all three shows because I had this awesome friend, Tara, and her dad, Uncle Paul, who helped us get to a bunch of shows. Those were fun. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've missed a Worcester show. I missed one Worcester show since, and that was that winter run that they did. Oh, did you see the tease coming up with this fall? Opening up with what are you uh, talking about? They are talking about opening up with Portland and then two nights She's of talking Worcester. About fake news. Oh my god! I, I don't know. Whoever maybe drops I those love dates. a Worcester show. Experience. Oh, oh yeah! Mm-hmm. I have so never bad. been disappointed. By no, this. never miss a Worcester show. No, they're they're in house. That that's our it's, it's our, our hometown. hometown. Mm-hmm. 
we have so many hometowns. I can't like, and now that I'm married to a New Yorker, I feel like I have a lot more hometowns. Spack. Like SPAC is a hometown. Yeah. Glens Falls, like Justin saw a show there when we were in college. That was the uh, Fishman ran Halloween, across the stage naked, right? Halloween show with the White Album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you see that White Album? I was not at that one. Oh, I was no. not. We drove out to Chicago the next year for the 95 Chicago. It was our first like big uh, drive across not yeah. country, but you know. And I'm not a Who fan, so I was we were talking out. about me. Oh, sorry. There we go. Sorry, I'm Jill. Just go. <laughs> no, we're back getting... to you. We're back to you. No, I don't so know. You get sidetracked. I know. So bring us back in there, Jill. You you bring me back in. Well, you were going to tell us about how I got into fish, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Well, it was that it was Fee. I guess it was that album. Uh, my friend's older sister had the CD, and I remember in her room, like, light the candles and the incense and put that on, and I was hooked. And then I got an opportunity to go to that first show in 96, where it was kind of a fail, and then I got to go in 97. And then I might have left school to do some more traveling and seeing a fish, and... It happens. Here we are. You know what it is, too, is that there was such a, um, like, the whole hippie community thing going on so like the like what you were saying about finding a place to belong Mm -hmm. and just looking for something yeah it was there Mm -hmm. it was there Mm -hmm. it was for me it was family outside of my own family Mm -hmm. it was the community Mm -hmm. and also it was a lot of fun like the most fun the most fun even today the most fun Mm -hmm. because today we're a lot better at it Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. pros. Like Mary's a pro. Oh, yes. my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Donna, no, you, you need know, a little work, but we're getting there. Sorry, you, know, you, know, working, you know, today working. we were talking about with being younger and how lucky we were with so many shows in the Northeast. And I'm thinking about when I was in college and some of the times when I was able to say that I could just like, we're going to this show and then on a whim, we're going to go and try to go to this show. And we'd try to hit everything locally, but moving beyond, like, I always admired the people who really did a tour because I always had the other things that pulled me back, like the I can It's hard. But you wanted it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that is so special in the music and the community and the friendships and... Because if you special... missed that show, that was going to be the one. Yeah, there was always something special. Goddamn Utica. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Utica. Guy Utica, nonetheless. Uh, Chasing that freaking song. One run, the one song I don't do any in between. That's how it always is. That's why it's so fun. Well, where did I see, Dawn? Do we have a Gaiuti? I was looking at something. Like, I know Gaiuti is your song. That's my song. Yep, yep, definitely. definitely. I saw it in Portland with you. Yes, you did. Well, because you guys were home, and I remember it, because so I finally got my Gaiuti. It was 20... Five shows. It was in New York, right? And it was from pre-hiatus and until 2011 when we were in MSG. And so finally, Coyote starts. And I remember it was almost like this like war of my soul because I talked to you guys afterwards. I talked to like Adam and like those guys. And there was this like... You know, joy around like the like. Don got her Gaiuti. She's there for it. You were like you know, the only uh, person in MSG uh, cheering. <laughs> no, it's that's so a great good. GM. I know some people don't like it. I love it. 
It's epic. There are very few jams I don't like. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. But that was very exciting for me. That was very exciting. I believe that your husband was chasing yum for quite some time. That's Am I always correct one on that my, one? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's always a one that we love to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is, so like Lizards has definitely become a song that I'm like, oh God, I love Lizards so much. And when I look back, at so many of the shows that I've been to when I was younger. Millions of lizards. Yes. And lizards I'm like, for days. how do I not remember that one? Like, yep. There were some Same that I remember. Same thing with Coyote. Mm-hmm. Oh. There's so much that I don't, and it's, I don't, just today I started to like God of Jabu. Well, no, not just today. It but started that, today. Are you marking it on your calendar? Kind of, yeah. It was the, <laughs> it was I think today. they played it on the 30th of 2017. It was mm-hmm. it was really good. But it had that little, that I chase. Mm. Mm. like the the uh yeah the tray thing i gotcha uh which tray thing <laughs> well which you know that which little one? like delete, delete <laughs> that he does mm-hmm. and then there's a i will the say growl the, too well, yeah. uh, oh and then i was gonna say the uh yeah that's dirty fish uh, well there was a little uh you should yeah, listen to but, it but no but you're just doing uh like give me a good uh, uh. <laughs> uh. i don't know i have to hear it to you be able to be in to the middle it, right? of it all. i have to <laughs> to to go Mm-hmm. In the heat of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say, so for a year now, over a year now, I think it's been officially over a year now that both Meredith and I have our profile pictures with the one and only Trey Anastasio. The anniversary definitely has recently passed. Yes. March. But we sure. can't tell our secret. I'm not going to tell everybody. But you told like, me and Calico. Hi, Calico. It worked out. It was a freaking trifecta. It was it a trifecta. Every time. It was so great. 98% of the time, every time. And you were, you, 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 hey, I'm still staying up all night and driving home to go to work for Mike Gordon shows. So I don't know what you guys <laughs> you are go. doing. Well, with, with Trezo, it was a solo shows last March. And it, and Mary, you know, blazed the trail and was the original one to get the picture. Her and, usual. And meet. You know, it's like, is it so corny? I just, I feel like I have loved fish for so much of my life that the opportunity to be able to just like say hello to Trey Uh and just say that I really appreciate all the music you've created and the experience you've a lot, experiences I've had as a result of your music and your band. And what'd you end up saying to him? I, oh my gosh, it was so funny. So I definitely had stalked out the situation, as oh, you know. You had it. Damn. I um, shouldn't really tell you how this happened, so I'll just fast forward to... Yeah, fast forward a little bit there. The night Cause, where... Because we want to keep a little bit of a secret, just for Trey, yes, obviously. of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was only blowing up, It guys. was a good secret. It was a good secret. So I happened to be um, standing in the aisle in the performance that he was doing that night. It was about to end and I knew where the tour bus was. I knew it was a very small spot. So I happened to go out there and I was just talking to the bus driver before the show was even over. I knew Trey was just going to come right out. And so when he finally did, I knew he wanted to get right onto the bus, but I had to stop him. So I just said, Hey, like, I'm sorry to bother you. My name's Meredith Smith. I've been a longtime fan. Um, I just, can I get a, like your autograph? And I happened to have this picture that a friend of mine had given me for right. my birthday. Yes. Which was like the best birthday gift. It was like this 
um, photograph of me and Trey, but it was not a real picture. I was superimposed on someone else's body, and it was hilarious because I was so tiny, and I'm not a tiny girl. So the fact that I was so little in Trey's arms, it was amazing. <laughs> he loved it, didn't he? So I showed it to him. I told him that I got it for my birthday, and so he wished me a happy birthday. He signed it, and we took a quick selfie, and it was just like, I couldn't even believe that I was like saying hello to him. Like it the was, best 30 seconds ever. Oh, it was so fast, but it was so meaningful. It's incredible how that can happen, right? Like, yes. Who is this person? That's everything. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. That's brought me so much happiness. Yep. And it's, can it's I pretty say incredible. Can I say thank you? Mm-hmm. Can Absolutely. I say thank you Go to Tom it. for getting the band back together? Oh, like, thanks, my Trey. Gosh. Like, yeah, like, I love you, Trey. You're a hero, but thank you, Tom. You got the band back together. Tom's a man. I do oh, have to man. say when the um when the band got back together and they started touring in 2009 and we started going back to shows when I heard them the first show I went to was Hartford 2009 and what that show. show was so sick and I just Please a tweeze a reprise I crashed my car again, right? on the way to that show and oh, still Jesus. went like yeah there worth was a it. Colonel Forbins at that show like oh, that was there was a lizards the sanity was it sanity no, Iculus. 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 Sorry. I've been having a couple of drinks tonight, you guys. You know, it's hard. I've had a couple of drinks too. Um, My drink got poured into water, but that's okay. I just okay. have to I'm say, listening it. to that show, and I It'll had be just, refreshed. I just had a baby. It was my, that was my first night back, like, out, and oh, nice. it was a great show, and then they were in Saratoga, and from that point forward, it was like, these guys are playing better than ever. I do not want to miss an opportunity to see them when I can. Mm-hmm. And every show, it just continues Did to you be. go to Fenway? I did not. See, I went to Fenway before that Hartford show, and I, I wasn't sold. And I was just All the sound it. sucked. The well, sound was the terrible. The sound sucked. I mean, the rainbow wasn't. But I have to admit, like, I was a little hesitant to, like, start loving them so much again because they broke my heart. And then they mm-hmm. came back. But thank, thank you guys because mm-hmm. I am so filled with love and happiness way like even way more it's crazy it's great i you know the last show that i went to was just the 28th and uh just this past round and i was way way up looking down on everybody no cell phones out nobody has cell phone out in the moment total joy and that's what i'm like if anybody else even if you're whatever you're into in life if you experience this love if you experience this joy then go get them go get them just look at the um concession workers and the ushers at MSG at this point because they I want to interview some of those guys what is a woman at, at MSG that who's just yeah, there was a woman that I know it I can see you you know the name too I do I know a few of them I yeah. mean because I always try and tip them and thank them and in the bathrooms the bathrooms uh, yes. oh, it's all incredible. the time and there was yep. a woman I like to sometimes I like to just dance in the concourse mm-hmm. because there's room and then it was the gem truck show that year we got a woman with who had a ma and she came by because people were spilling beer. It was right in front of the beer place. And I would give her like a couple bucks every time she came by. I'm like, yeah, you're keeping it safe. They're must breaking our knees or whatever. Yeah. Oh. The, the most part, I believe they love us. Definitely. They, they get used to us too. You know? Well, I, they actually say that we're, I think the general consensus for security is that we're polite. We tip well, we're weird as fuck. <laughs> and yep. they're confused a lot, but we're, some of the best people that they deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go back to just for a minute because I think it's hilarious that uh, for when I met Trey, 
because Calico met him the next night in a similar fashion because she got the, the secret code. <laughs> and then so I had, at this point, two days to prepare. <laughs> so I go and I make a freaking picture collage of Trey and I. Together. A picture collage. <laughs> I love that. And wrote Do you have a restraining so order now? Did he get I, a restraining I order? I cut pasted all these. No, it was that nice. So Did you sign nice. your name, Mrs. Trey Anastasia. Dear Trey. And then I wrote him a love letter. That's what Jason says. A couple of pictures on the collage were selfies that Donnie took when she was in front row with Trey in the back. Oh, background. riding the rail in Hartford? <laughs> there was at least three of them, of like me and him together. So, but Trey, so remember this moment together. that we shared? Yeah. Remember? So then I wrote him a letter on the back of it because I'm like, for me, because I remember I heard what you guys said. I was like, I have all these things to say to him. I'm going to write him a letter. You know, fuck it. Right. Why I mean, I made a picture collage. What's wrong so with the letter? I gave. So I had that all folded up. So I'm she sitting She laminated out there. it. I, of course no. she did. Well, the one you know that I laminated was the, <laughs> the one that I laminated is the one I had him sign. Hold on, I Trey. I need to warm up my laminator. I was prepared. I had my Sharpie and I was like, I have a letter for you. He's like, oh, Done. that's great. Yes, ma'am. Can you also tell me about your daughter's letter to Trey? Let's talk about that. Too. Well, you know what? I will talk Hold about on. Their... Finish the thought. Oh, with okay, with Trey. Put that on the agenda. Put your hand down, Mary. Yes, yes, yes. Put it on the agenda. If whoever's taking notes here. But I will briefly say for just one second that we're just a moment that yes, okay, my daughter Daphne is the little girl who uh, wrote Trey a letter and he responded at Tab and it went viral. But I wonder that's... where she got it from. <laughs> She did that letter on her own, which is adorable. But I'm going to stop that there because someday I'm going to have Daphne on here. She really wants to tell her own story. And she should. And she should. Yeah, exactly. Because I got a little excited and there was a couple people I told. And I think afterwards she was like, oh, you're, you're that's my know. story. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's our story. So stop trying to steal Daphne's thunder. So I'm just going to say that I'm the cool mom. Stop riding cool on Daphne's coattails. <laughs> right? Yeah. I've been riding her coattails a while. I did photocopy the letter a few times. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, so I'm waiting there and I'm like, I, I felt like it was this, ah, like the way that you were saying, like you stopped him from getting into, it was freaking cold. Surprise. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Jumped out from behind a bush. Minus five degrees. <laughs> it wasn't that. He's, it was really cold yeah. actually. But it was about 37 North- seconds of like, here you are. Thank you. You've been my everything. Here's a letter. Will you sign this? Let's take a, sm- a, a selfie. And I snuggled into him. He smelled uh? like marshmallows. And then he got into his, his his bus and drove away. And then I like Goodbye. jumped for Doy in the street. And now Jason gets uh, three days a year that 24 hours, um, the profile picture has changed. It's Valentine's Day, his birthday, and our anniversary. But he, wow. he's, he's okay with that. It You're works. a really good wife. I know, I know. You know, it's the cover page. I'm, I'm very lucky because I'm a total Facebook dork. So maybe you Trey remember looks so adorable that. in that picture. He though. does. It's cute. <laughs> maybe yeah. he's just cold though. Yeah. Now, right. that, now that I heard the temperature. <laughs> exactly. At our house, you may remember that we have this um, area in our house where we have all sorts Your of hallway. Fr- the frame pictures. Going upstairs. Mm-hmm. We recently started redoing some of the pictures, updating some of them. And right in the center of the stairway is a picture of me and Trey. All right. So, you know, it's kind of a big deal. The photoshopped yeah. one or? <laughs> no, the real one. The, the real one. one. The you real should one. have both of them next to each other. Well, I mean, that picture means everything. And so that's, that's you know, of course it's like right in the middle of your hallway. So, anyway. All right. So we are going to take a break at this moment. So we'll be right back. 
So we are back. And so one of the things that I want to bring into female centrics is really connecting with the fans on, I guess, specifically Facebook, because um, I'm involved in a handful of groups on there. But um, to bring in posts that I find that are interesting from fans on there. So a few weeks ago, I found a post um, that was made by a fan on the Fish 2014. Um, and to, pre- to protect uh, fans' privacy, I'm only going to be using people's first names and uh, we'll be using Centrix as their last name. So this post was written by Darren Centrix. And Darren asked, what is your favorite single moment during a show? Uh, so I really liked this. There was a lot of great responses um, that I went through, and I picked out ones that um, I loved as well. So Darren's favorite fish moment is the Yem Climax, which happens to also be mine. Um, ladies, you're welcome to, to join in at any point with this conversation as well. Well, it's nice to see that PT 2014 has a solid post for content because that's actually a really good. Um, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a great one, definitely. Um, well, I think you said that there was a fan that had the same one as me. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. was it Julie Centrix? It was Julie Centrix, I believe. 2001. Mm-hmm. But this one, so I chose the last night of the Baker's Dozen uh, um, to sample this one because, well, I was there and it was amazing. But everybody was waiting for the You Enjoy Myself. 13 nights. 13 nights. They're not playing any of the song. You know, I mean, they're not playing the same song over and over again. It's the very last night. They hadn't played it in a while either. Yeah. Yep. And they were so well practiced and uh, it was just completely orgasmic was was this one right here. So, um, yeah. There we go. so much too I feel like when you hear a song that is so meaningful to you like for me I love Yem so much Lizards is another one that is so meaningful for me and sometimes when you have like that perfect moment of like you're with like friends that are so important to you and the jam has been awesome and it's such a special moment in time to be so into the music and into that exact moment. It's 
it's just, I don't know. And there are certain songs that can do that for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, Divided Sky is certainly one. I feel like that is such a spe- special song. I can think of so many times where at like a summer show, when you're outside, like there's a SPAC Divided show. Divided Sky is definitely, yeah, yeah. SPAC yeah. is one show that comes to mind that when I feel like the sun was setting, it had been raining, it was a crazy weather situation, and then they played Divided Sky, and you're in that moment of. Just so much beauty with the music and the environment. It's just, it's so special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've been asked before, like, if I was to play one song to explain to somebody who's never heard Fish, I would pick Yum, because it actually really does give, like, the uh, compose, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The composition, the musical composition, but also, I mean, it's not easy to play guitar and bass jumping on a trampoline, guys. Yeah. No, no definitely not. <laughs> definitely right. not. Definitely not. Um, so the next one that I um, picked out from this post was from Augustine Centrix, and they picked out um, the peak of Fluffhead. Um, so the fluffhead that I chose uh. from this one, I know it's just delicious. The, the fluffhead that I decided to pick from this one was the coming back. It's the five, you know, come back from the high five so year hiatus. What else one do you pick? Right. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, I went back and listened to it again because it did take some time for them to get back into the swing of things, uh-huh. you know, with certain things, this and that, but they freaking nailed that, that fluffhead and, I was in my living room by myself. I was drinking some Mike's Hard Lemonade. And I just remember them just in there, just bawling, listening to it. Um, but, but I don't think there was a dry eye in the house. No, I can't even fathom being there. You I, know, I hit Fenway afterwards, but like, you know, I missed those first uh, three nights there. But the peak of this, and I love listening to this too, because you can really hear everybody, you know, the, uh, the crowd behind this one. So we'll, we'll hear this one. The, the Hampton the same night? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. It was another Hampton show. Mm-hmm. Different, different night. They played that song at Bethel the third night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after you hear a fluffhead, it's like it is such a journey through music and jamming. And the then all of a sudden, you think like the set could be over. And in that particular night, like that was just the beginning. There were They jams, played like, fluffhead during the day at uh, Magnum Ball, I think. That was a really good fluffhead. It is always lovely to hear. Fluffhead. It is lovely. I met a woman. Well, they didn't play it for a long time, right? Wasn't there like a year and a half or whatever they didn't play it for? Mm, I don't know the. It was 2016. I want to say it was right 
It was about a. You better a year. check your stats with these people. I am pretty sure. I am pretty sure. Justin, could you? Do you remember that? Okay. Yeah. 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 There was a good amount of time. I want to say like a solid. They didn't I play for a it. whole year. I believe. Um, we got it at the Portland show of sixteen, but I want to say they played it one time before that run. I don't know. I feel like there was a period of time where they didn't play "Punch You in the Eye" too. Like, yes, it was, that was my chase song where they would play it like the one show that I hopped off mm-hmm. or whatever. And I get it a bunch now, so mm-hmm. all good. So the next one they were talking about is from Kim Centrix. And I love the way that she um, uh, wrote this. So she wrote, uh, right after the last lyrics of Mike's song, it's go time. <laughs> oh, I just like love the drop. When- the yeah. dance oh, the freaking drop. party, yeah, the drop right. When it drops into well, and I went through, I went through a whole bunch of different ones to find because honestly, like I, I was on the floor for Worcester thirteen that fall, that last one that they were fall, and Jason and I and our friend were on the floor for this one, super dance party. So I was like, oh, this is what it's gonna be, but it wasn't, you know, I was in the moment then, you know. So after going through a bunch of different. Um, you know, Mike song, you know, go times. Um, this is the one that I ended up uh, choosing here. And this is uh, the seven, this is July 14th from 2000. And it was performed at, and excuse me if I, I, I um, pronounce this wrong, but Polaris Amphitheater in Columbus, Ohio. I guess Polaris. Polaris, yeah. Uh, Amphitheater in Columbus, Interesting Ohio. Interesting choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it. It was slow and low. With with Mike, with Mike, you're saying? Yeah. Well, and so it was interesting because I went back and forth and so I know it's Mike's song. It's right. like the heavy bass. And classic, I think, of 2000 was that Trey was kind of like strong right off the bat. But I found that I liked the way that, that Trey and Mike like played in that one. It was like right off the bat, it was them like feeling it together. It's a really good one. Where sometimes, definitely during that time period, there was a lot of Trey show. 
you know, going on. But I liked the way that he came in. It was that dancing over the rest of the boys, you know. I definitely enjoy in the 3.0 era. I know what you're going to say. And I, I just feel like because I'm a bit of an older fan. And so I knew them before. And now I'm listen, listening to the band with different ears. And so I hear like the different artists in the band in a way. I like to that, watch Trey listen, dance. I always, I'm, I'm a mm-hmm. Trey lover like through and through. But I have gained a greater appreciation for the other guys in the band that I didn't really recognize before the way that I maybe should have. You know, and when you listen to Mike and those bass bombs, that can, like, just make it so dark and sexy and awesome, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, when Mike's song comes on, he is commanding the crowd, and he deserves it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been a page Mm -hmm. that high girl since the beginning, Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Page is just, for me, it's like he's, he's always holding it down. MVP. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so the next one comes from Dave Centrix, and he chose the Reba Jam. Um, and my assumption is is that because this part, it's the second part of that Reba Jam. That- so wait, is it the that drop, or is it a different? Well, I feel like after the lyrics, there's two different jams. This is the second part, which I picked out in this one. For me, this is what I loved, and and hopefully I'm I'm representing Dave Sendrix, <laughs> but um, I sorry Dave, yeah right. So July twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen, I was home in my bed, about to go to sleep, but I'm not about to go to sleep. But I had the headphones on, and I was Do, streaming. What was the, the venue? Uh, this is Mountain View. So I oh. want to say this is the set third show of that two thousand fifteen, um, where um Trey had, had just played. Uh, Chicago. And so we had- he was warmed up that summer, was hot. And um, coming into that, so this was also the um, show that the free came from that I specifically chose that I had Cassidy to because I just, so I was, you know, I'm in my bed, I'm li- I have headphones on, I'm listening to the show, and I got up and went down to my basement into my uh, dining room in the dark and just danced my ass off. I loved And got impregnated or? No, no, it was just oh. post-impregnation. <laughs> no, <laughs> everybody was sleeping. <laughs> it was no. my thing. But this rebuy, I think, is absolutely beautiful. Um, so there you go. This is from the July 24th, 2015.
that mid jam instead of like rolling into it was a really long uh reba jam there but um so it was a good one it was so good it was so good just... interesting because i usually like that first drop better but i went into it with it that one's really good too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. newfound appreciation um so this next one is actually Jilly's uh, favorite. Oh, back to Julie. I jumped ahead a little bit. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's all right. Because Julie- I was just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so Julie Centrix, she wrote, when the drum beat drops at the beginning of the 2001. Oh, I get you, Julie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. That's my jam. Mm-hmm. Every time. Jam. Makes such a great They've been show. fucking with me with this, too, with this 2001 now. So. In what way? What do you mean? I mean, they just play it when I'm not there. Oh, <laughs> that's and bastards. that's cool. Like, we'll play this game. I'll get it again. Yep. <laughs> well, and and what I was, you know, my thing was that I liked about what Julie said about this was that, you know, I feel like the climax of 2001. I mean, that's what we fucking come here for. Like on the 28th, I was there, and just again jumping with joy at that like, <sighs> you know, moment. But yeah. it's the subtlety of that. When the drum beat drops, it always feels like when that song starts playing, it's like well, initially you kind of don't know because now they have these other, you know, it's like they kind of fuck with you a little bit. It's like just when you thought the night couldn't get any better, uh-huh. and then it just does. And yes. I'm in my living room, and I hate all yeah. you people. <laughs> well, and uh, questions uh, is uh, so also Sprach Zara Zara it's the same song. I know, but I can't pronounce it. Zarathustra. How do you do it? What is it? Zarathustra. Z- Thank you. Zarathustra. <laughs> Zarathustra. Yeah, so 2001, exactly. So anyway, so I uh, chose the one from Badger's Island, Atlantic City, from uh, June Why 17th. didn't you pick that one? Um, well, um, when I was looking for the drum drop, if I'm looking for segments of the song, instead of the whole, like, you know, weird phasing into it. I'm looking for the drum drop. This one pretty much starts immediately. I can't wait to hear it because yeah. I'm not familiar. Yeah, so this is June 17th, 2012 at Badger's Island. the length of that 2001 handy like how long it was uh i could figure it out I'm well sure. i think that was a good choice it was i like it i'm not familiar with that 2001 i always love a 2001 i'm mm-hmm. never well, disappointed right. no, no never never, never. No. i saw pink tonkin fish last night i was killed it, i had you know? just had like, a baby that year so i wasn't really like you were paying off, it. Uh, i was off the scene a little bit yeah 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 um as I'm looking for this, I'm actually going to uh, let Mary speak about the next one because Mary picked out uh, Lizard. So, and specifically. Safe to say that's a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mary. Hey, Mary, have you ever met a lizard you didn't cry to? Never. <laughs> Me either. You know what's funny is, is this, it's a song I love so much, but I feel like I've heard it more times than I can actually remember. And so, of course, now, as an as a real adult who's been listening to a fish for a adult. long time, I feel like now, whenever I get a lizard, I really want to appreciate it. And of course, like the Hartford show that we last were at, I feel like was that 2016. And the specialness of having, you know, just a band that you love so much and the music that you love and being with friends and watching people get their first lizards. Yes. And just getting a song that you love so much, you know, especially with a band that has such a huge catalog of music and you never know what they're going to play. And that's why you go. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the reason why we go from show to show and to get a song that you have so desired I don't desired think I really hearing. chase songs anymore but I really love to watch people get their chase songs now well a song I feel like that everybody can appreciate oh you know? yes mm-hmm. oh yes they don't play that often or oh, yeah. whatever it yes. is yeah they're coming and going with it or they'll take but a break come on guys we bit. have to like help the new people right <laughs> well I mean being so you know uh, my husband Jason He's chimed in from time to time. Your noob husband. My noob husband, who is 10 years younger than me, so I brought him to his first show in 10. So Would that and- make you a MILF? Or yes. A, coo- a cougar. No. A cougar. No. Well, no. oh, that's over 50. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I digress. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so being with his old crew, who they were graduating high school in 04, so a lot of their first shows were... Those early, you know, the last like festivals. The last tour. Yeah. And, um, that's and incredible. So our, a good friend of ours, Lizards, is there, is his chaser, and he just got it somewhat recently. Uh, but yeah, no, to be, to, you know, be part of that with them and have it be so fun. I watched a kid get his sleeping monkey, and it was so funny because they played Tweezer and then they did reprise. I'm like, I think you're going to get your sleeping monkey. And this was, I think, the 30th. And he had, well, he forgot about the reprise. He was so excited for his. He was sleeping. a kid too, was he? Like, he was like twenty, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah, like, you know, band. if you were out on the road when you were twenty, when I was twenty, like we probably could have made shit happen. Like yeah. he was like a really nice kid, which it's hard to come by these days sometimes. But he was so excited by the reprise, or I mean by the Sleepy Monkey, and I whispered to him. He forgot about the reprise and his eyes just like came so big and I took his phone and I took pictures of him and actually the girl behind me it was her second show and I had a PTBM it was New Year's Eve and I like gave her my PTBM and she like tried to give me her printout and I didn't take it because I thought they weren't doing those download codes anymore but I guess they are so I don't know mm-hmm. I, oh well mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but no it's fun to actually be nice to people <laughs> be nice to be nice people <laughs> no there is a certain magic just don't in like shush me hearing a song that is so meaningful to yes. you and being mm-hmm. with people that mean so much to you mm-hmm. you know and i of i course, love the ballads you love the ballads oh well i you know what i just really love dad rock for life i love the history i, I love the history i've had with this band i feel like i've really grown up with them and we have grown up with that more we than did half of we our did life. grow up more and than half having friendships that have lasted that mm-hmm. long and like still having those connections together. Can you imagine being 21 together. today, like finding this band? Like, I don't. Well, how would you find that music today? They you know? do. And that's the thing. I, I, I do hope that kids are having that If you that build it, they clips. will come. They find it. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I want them to, but then I don't want them to because then it messes. Bonnie, that's mean. <laughs> we were accepted. Come on, we had people that accepted us. Kidding. No. Kidding. Kidding. Come anyway, on. so <laughs> lizards. Lizards. So, uh, yeah, so, so you, Mary, chose the... Uh, oh, the Hartford show. Hartford show in 2016. Yes. That was Cassidy's which... second show at 10 weeks old. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it, it was really such a great show. I mean, I just... In, in the timing of things, being able to have gone to a bunch of shows in the Northeast at that time mm -hmm. from the shows in Portland and... Great Woods. Great this is the Woods. second Hartford show I skipped in a row and totally messed up doing that. Mm. I can't remember. Even if uh, the, uh, the uh, soundboard, what was it, the speakers broke in Great Woods? Oh, oh that was right. my sister's first, my uh, little sister's first yeah, show. Yeah, 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 we didn't but... even get webcast codes. Well, yeah, we did. I didn't because oh. I was in seated long. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But anyway, yeah, that okay, changed so. her life. My little sister is on the bus, guys. So, hey, Olivia, <laughs> I can't wait to have you at Curveball. Hey. All right, so we're going to listen to Lizards. Oh, great. Lizards, thank you so much, Mary, for sharing that with us. So, um, on our first episode, uh, we asked fans to let us know what the first song was that you heard that really got you into fish. Was it on CD? Was it on tape? Was it live? Uh, you know, we want to hear your first experiences. So, follow us on Facebook on our Facebook page, or Instagram, or Twitter, because we'd love to hear from you. So, we're gonna take a break. Thanks. All right, and we're back. And uh, so I just wanted to say thank you so much for my co-host, Mary, for coming on the way out here. Thank you for coming out here. And my co-host, Jillian, for coming out here as well, my dear friends. Pleasure to be here with both of you. It is really nice to be here with Mary, both of you. Mary, I love you, Donnie. It is so nice to just... Like, think back to shows and just be here together, you guys. Hey, thanks mm -hmm. for 2010 Providence, Mayor. Oh, <laughs> I know. Thank you for kidnapping me and bringing me on tour, Donnie. It, it, it shed some light on my life. Just the like beginning, girl. Yesterday. Oh, well, I mean, you know. Right? Just the beginning. Are. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. So what we want to know is that please tell us what you think us, uh, what you think about female centrics. We'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts on the show. Um, you can email us at femalecentrics, as of course with a ph, at gmail.com. Um, and don't forget to check out our social media pages and leave your suggestions. 
Um, there'll be links to all these songs that were chosen today in our show notes as well. And um, last little bit part here is to let you guys know, once again, that we are part of the Osiris podcast uh, family. And it's a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris Works is a partnership with Relics. So please check out Relics and check out OsirisPod.com. There are so many more uh, podcasts on there that involve Grateful Dead and Ween and more fish and travel and good stuff. So check them out. So I am going to leave our podcast today with a quote from Paige. I picked this one today because it really rings true to me and also what I want this podcast to represent. Um, this loving community of dedicated souls, we're all in this together. There's a quote from Paige. Obviously, early on in his years. Each of our 900 shows so far was different. Maybe that's what makes the fans come back to our gigs time and time again. And that they're always part of the show. Fish concerts are communal experience. So with that, we hope you keep coming back to Female Centrics. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>